I just don't like the French Bulldogs. I don't like them. I know that we were some people. I think they're cute, but they're just the, the messed up. Did you know that with like certain Bulldogs, you have to clean between their wrinkles? Otherwise, they get a fungus in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. So Bulldog Smegma. It's Bulldog Ew. Smegma, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's delicious. I only want a pet that uh, has the, this, the same problems as a European aristocrat. You know, yeah. <laughs> I need a pet. I need a pet that uh, is birthed exclusively through C-sections and has to sleep in a crib with a CPAP machine. Yeah. So I'm, A plus. Yeah. These are just like <laughs> the, the dogs of the czars. They are. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's also different types of French bulldogs. There are French bulldogs where their snout is like more into their face. Jesus. And then there's ones where they're... they're they're a little bit more normal. So if you get one where it's got a more pronounced nose, they don't have as many um, breathing issues. But if you get one of those ones where it's just sort of like, you know, like yeah. pug like, you know, yeah. it's just going to it's going to do that thing, you know, where it's it can't. Real, <laughs> it's got a real like uh, wily coyote after he gets befuddled by. Uh, you know, like he like hits a wall, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. just be like the nose just like went inward from like a I don't know, hitting a wall. Yeah, there's and they get even more expensive. I was telling, I was telling you guys, I was telling uh, David and Gabe that uh, they can cost they cost like regularly like three thousand dollars, but there's like uh, a specific type of French bulldog called uh, like a blue, like B L U E. Uh, that co- can cost up to like nine thousand dollars. Isn't that the one that because- AOC has? Doesn't AOC have a blue one? Wow, uh, was Lizzo- it gifted to her by a by a company by Big Pharma? <laughs> uh, probably a kickback. Uh, Lizzo, Lizzo has two uh, French bulldogs that are blue, um, but they're uh, yeah, oh. they cost a ton because it's like a recessive gene that Jeez. makes their blood always blue. Even yeah. when they're cut <laughs> and they bleed. Yeah, that's the real globalist dog. Uh, no, she does not have a blue dog. She's got a brown one. But Lizzo has the has has this blue blue dog. It seems suspicious. I don't think I would. <laughs> Any, anything that's got like I don't know, like you guys know that like the um the color blue is not present anywhere in nature outside of like the sky and the ocean. And blueberries. <laughs> but blueberries no, are kind of purple though. They're no, okay. No, okay, David, I reject I reject this the, the this narrative. I, I've heard this before. Oh, there's no blue in nature. Blah blah blah. I look, you know, I see blue all the time. All right. I like blue. I like blue and I like seeing it. And I don't care if it is mostly artificial, all right. I see a blue ocean. I see a blue sky. Yep. Da- uh, uh, Gabe both, is both right. Like- Gabe is right. The the blueberries, maybe they do have a little bit of indigo in them. Yes. But like they're mostly blue. All right. Uh what about some crystals uh, being blue? Are some <laughs> crystals blue? Crystal like a- <laughs> was that a Werner Herzog? Was that what you were trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> it could be a, a Werner Eckhart Tolle Herzog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty there's plenty of blue shit out there. Uh I, I mean, unfortunately, it, it does often come up in like the, like it could be like mold and shit like that, you know, oh, or whatever. Oh, that's true. Mold is blue. Mold is t- blue, but come on, not much else. Yeah. And then there's also uh, like radioactive shit. Like if you, if you get like some co- cobalt is fucking blue because it's cobalt. <laughs> it's, it's literally. The the, no, it's not blue. It's, it's the color. It's the color of yeah. itself. It's the color of itself. If you get cobalt 52, like the radioactive isotope, uh, people say that when you look at it without any of like the steel reinforcement, like protection on it, it is a dim, pale, like blue, essentially. Mm. The the most dim, pale, blue cobalt eyes. Yeah. I love, I love cobalt colored eyes. Dude, that is just going to be the worst description of a woman's eyes. <laughs> like, you know that there is like this, it's just a horrible, lonely science fiction writer who's just like, she had radioactive blue cobalt eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, Boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
yeah, no, that's, or that's or that's actually not a, a woman. That's like a robot lady, you know. And that's 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 the only one that he can really love. Sure, uh, sure, sure. She she appeared more human than the humans I knew. Yeah, <laughs> she showed more empathy than all the girls in high school. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, uh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, well, welcome to Ponzi Scream. Um, my name's uh, David Bradley Eisenberg. Um, with with me, as always, is Danny Feltz. Uh, yes. what's up, and what's up, everybody? This is uh, Gabe. What's up, Danny? What's up, David? I'm reporting to you guys live from a crowded airport terminal on my way uh, uh, to, to visit my great-grandparents and grandparents uh, for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, you know me, barefaced out here. Barefaced. Yeah, I, I took my vitamin D and my vitamin B12s, though, so there's no way that I'm going to get coronavirus. Oh, no dude. way, dude. Also, you have like a positive attitude, man. Like You're one of the nicest guys I know. So, dude, <laughs> you're fine. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, PMA goes so far. Uh, yeah. It is the secret. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you want to escape the pain body, you must think good thoughts and speak good words, and they will vibrate out into the world and manifest into a solid non-coronavirus reality. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I dude, feel too. I love accent, Gabe. I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could keep one consistently, though. It really, it just flows. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. There's a the. It, it is uh, for the listeners. We are closer. We're closer to Thanksgiving than we are farther away from it. And when this comes uh, out, it might come out on Thanksgiving if you think mm -hmm. about it. We're oh, also yeah. closer to the singularity than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah keep, we keep we keep we keep getting closer. <laughs> Coincidentally, <laughs> or yeah, is yeah. it a coincidence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, tur Turkey Day, the singularity. <laughs> every day tomato, the, tomato. Every day the uncanny valley shrinks closer and closer. And every soon day. I will have a harem of uh, cobalt colored eyed <laughs> yeah. android women. <laughs> Uh, da David, David or Gabe, actually, do you have any family members who insist on traveling right now? Mm, thank God, no. Well, my dad uh, really wanted to a couple months ago. Um, not to call him out, love you, Dad. Um, but we had to. That didn't happen. We, we, that 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 was when things were a little bit better. Um, sure. And he wanted to come come over and visit, and I was just like, ah, just, just don't. It doesn't even have anything. To do with, <laughs> it doesn't even have anything to do with COVID. It's just I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sucked. You suck, dude. You suck, bro. <laughs> Look, what, yeah. what if you come visit me in my apartment? What if you come over here to my apartment? Okay, I got a small apartment. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a mud room. I got a kitchen. That's all I got. A, I got a futon in the guest room. It's small though. And what if you came all the way over here and then, and then you got uh, COVID, and now you got to quarantine here for fourteen extra days? Pops. Oh, oh my God. Uh, Just what? Just wandering around my very small apartment with the mudroom, and uh, now you're you know. kind of talking like the bloodhound from Looney Tunes. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Now you're gonna waddle well, out, but yeah, yeah. just the saddest. And it, the, what if that was the son that you had who just talked like that all day long? I yeah. only would want to well, talk like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love you, Papa. Uh -oh. <laughs> I know that he would be sexually dominant. Uh, yeah. he'd, be Why? he'd be a thought leader on the left i'm sure yeah but you, you, you can tell you can tell how much sexual charisma i have look at the way that that i uh i snap my fingers and my four blue bloodhounds all sit at yeah. my yeah. <laughs> what a weird turn this episode has taken so anyways, traveling for thanksgiving danny <laughs> No, I I haven't gone home for Thanksgiving. It's really pointless. My parents live in Seattle. Uh, the only uh, like holiday I would can even consider flying three thousand miles for would be like a Christmas like situation. And uh, as of I just, related to Christmas, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm related to Christmas. My brother's name is Christian. Uh, you know, like uh, that's true. By the way, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not traveling anywhere. Uh, my mom, my mom called me off a klimt last night though, uh, complaining about how my aunt was being a dumbass and traveling across the country, uh, to see her sons. And, uh, it was, uh, that was funny to me because my half of my family is like deeply, deeply religious and, um, 
also very uh, conservative as well. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. They don't care about your feelings, dude. <laughs> what, <laughs> what did you expect was gonna? What you thought they were gonna do the right thing? Fuck off, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. I it sucks, man. It's 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 like uh, you feel bad for people in some ways, but um, I, what I think is really funny is like I saw Ted Cruz tweet. He was like, "We will protect this turkey," and it's like it's just not. This isn't a war. I just don't. Uh, I, <laughs> I just don't know what to say to you. This is like you're going to kill your family. You're gonna kill your family. You're gonna kill your family, man. And you know, um, I just feel like so much of America is just a lost cause on on this sort of stuff. Um, and it's I don't really know how to reckon with that. Um, and on other issues, I think America is like a lot of Americans are just kind of lost. Um, D- dude, one of my cousins. One of my cousins got coronavirus, and he lives in goddamn Maine. Do you understand how fucking difficult it is to get coronavirus in Maine? Maine and Vermont, the two lowest spreading states in the entire country, and you somehow tripped over your dick and got COVID in, COVID in it. But I mean, this like really work. sounds like, sorry, uh, th- this could be a heartwarming um, Disney or Pixar animated film. Of like uh, <laughs> coronavirus is the little engine that could going on like mm-hmm. a journey from state to state to finally reach Maine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maine does seem like a destination. <laughs> it's it's so fucking every for uh, uh, every time. Look, I those maps are always changing. But to the listener, every time you look at one of those sort of maps where it's just like uh, uncontrolled spread is a deep uh, maroon sort of reddish color. Mm-hmm. The one, the one state that'll be yellow or green is either Vermont or Maine, and he somehow managed to get fucking coronavirus in Maine, where your your closest neighbor is like four miles away. Yeah, but like, like all those states are still better than, and are still like so much worse than like seventy five percent of every other country on earth. Right. Oh, I mean, I mean, we got it. We got to go by United States rules. Oh, by you U- try to, yeah. If, yeah, if like, you go, if you can't compare the United States to everywhere else I mean, because like, it's just embar- yeah. it's embarrassing. Yeah, you got to grade us on a curve. Like everyone else is playing the Olympics, and we're in the Special Olympics of Corona. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, we have a really low handicap in golf, or high handicap. I don't know golf. I don't know. I just know that. High, high. I think it's high. I think high it's high. Yeah, cap. yeah. Which is probably ableist. Which I think we're going to talk about in today's Ponzi screen. About how that's golf. right. We get extra time on all of our tests. Yeah, we do. When it comes to COVID testing, mm-hmm. because- and then all of our test results are delayed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! The line around the urgent, like the urgent care for tests, is just sort of like that. It was so. I mean, I. Your boy is he getting tested? No way. <laughs> I'm still raw dog in the earth out there. Just like what? <laughs> God damn it. Danny, wa- I, I got tested, Danny, two days ago. I waited in line two hours. You know? Oh, God. Oh, my fucking God. That's so and, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> not thank you, God, not you, thank God yeah. I wasn't waiting in line. Like It wasn't like the Soviet Union, the former yeah, Soviet yeah. Union, where yeah, you waited yeah. in line for bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting in line to see if I've got a, a disease that could kill my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No big deal. Yeah, when I was in Seattle, it was all drive-through. We went. I went up to 110th and Aurora. We went through like a little drive-through, and I think it, it took about like 10 minutes, something like that. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, God help you if you have to get a coronavirus on a Saturday or a Sunday, though, because that's like, no, the lines are the longest then. I um I I've I've I haven't gone since like the most recent upswing, but I used to go to Kings County and it was pretty good actually. Kings County Hospital, um for for the Brooklynites there, it's um that was a pretty good one, but maybe it's gotten a lot worse. Everyone, ever, from what I've read and from what people have told me, everyone wants a coronavirus test these days. You know, um me personally, I, I mean, bit, you know, I was I was a little ahead of the swing. <clears throat> you know, I feel like I was more into it this summer. I feel like. Getting a COVID <laughs> test these days is a little passe, you know. It's kind of yeah, a little too mainstream. You earned a COVID test before they were a thing. You got your COVID test results on vinyl. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, there was this one. There was this one COVID test where there were only fifty people there, uh, but twenty five people ended up starting their own coronavirus test clinic. 
Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's realistically there probably there probably is a situation where if you go down to fucking like Gravesend or like Midwood or some shit like that, just like South Brooklyn, there probably are like low low lines out there because everybody's just like, "Whoa, I gotta fucking put the Corona in the sauce. That's what gives it the flavor." <laughs> like it really, it's really highly dependent on like where where you live for sure. That was that was Danny's attempt at, at imitating um, a black voice. Actually, that was. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I was like, "Are you?" I thought he was uh, mocking the uh, you know the German immigrant enclaves down in South Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was that French, was, but then I realized it was like very clear giveaway. <laughs> That was the, the that was the thing. It's like I had no problem with Coney Island, but then once the fucking uh, Black Lives Matter protests protests started in like April, all of a sudden everybody down in like um um not Red Hook, the one below that um Bay Let's Ridge, Bay Ridge. All, oh yeah, all the all all the fucking freaks in Bay Ridge and Gravesend were all just sort of like, hey, who gives a fuck about the, the Black Lives Matter? And I was just sort of like, all right, now I'm just gonna make fun of you guys again. <laughs> like, <laughs> you fucking suck. Yeah, Italians are Ital- making fun of Italians is uncancelled. Uh, oh, forever, forever right. and always. It's always yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of uncancelled, um, I want to talk about a couple stories today. Um, oh wait, Danny, did you want to have us introduce ourselves? Oh yeah, yeah, very quickly. Um, just so people understand and and, and have like a, like a little bit of uh, context. You know, we may have some newer listeners, and it's you know we're we're creeping up uh, on on like uh, how many episodes we've we done? Like around fifty. You know. Oh yeah. So th- yeah, so you know, uh, I just thought it might be a good idea for us to just give a very, very brief bio about each of us. You know, and sure, uh, you know. Sure. Yeah, so you Danny, know my name. Danny, why don't you get it started? Oh yeah, I'll I'll give you a good example. So yeah, uh, Danny, uh, this is Danny Feltz, F-E-L-T-S, F is a Frank E-L-T-S. Uh, um, and uh, my background is I used to do stuff in the tech world a little bit, nothing too crazy, but I did work in it. Um, I have lived in New York for about four years, been into left stuff for about the same amount of time. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, you know, six foot three, uh, about <laughs> two, about a buck ninety five, two hundred at any tall, given time. Tall glass of water. Yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, my uh, my interest in this uh, in talking about financial stuff and white collar uh, shit is because um, you know uh, financial stuff. We we talk about it all the time, and we're we're always talking about oh the CEO got like um, you know is is under a court. Um, is under investigation for X or Y, or and you know I think the end result is most of the time it just uh, they just never get actually prosecuted for it. So I, um, I, I wanted to, I just uh, wanted to get into it more and really know about the the details of this stuff. Uh, and and uh, plus my own experience doing tech stuff, I'm like highly interested in what that kind of um, part of the world and part of the industry is involved in because uh they sort of have a a, a real big kind of cult-like vibe and following uh that's some stuff about me um also i do a lot of sewing I'm a, i sew a lot of stuff oh yeah that's yeah i make bags so sick yeah david david uh why don't you why don't you share a little bit about yourself okay um my name's david um i'm a writer was have been doing kind of like comedy for what seven more years something like that i've been kind of falling off the stand-up uh scene i mean i, I kind of most people have except for gabe uh and a few others since uh, coronavirus broke out um but i mostly am a writer these days and a journalist i uh write about financial journalism uh, i have a day job doing that sort of stuff uh writing for like a trade publication so it's like writing for about finance behind a paywall basically uh and people who are reading that are the industry so the financial industry and like regulators and academics are mostly the people who are reading it so a lot of really esoteric stuff i basically started that job uh, almost two years ago and i kind of realized that i there's just a lot of stuff that um i have a lot of opinions about as a leftist uh that i really need to want to just have people know about and the fact that my journalism wasn't being read by everyone um upset me and i just wanted to Mm -hmm. um 
have people hear about this stuff because it really matters. And there's a lot of really high stakes things that say a lot of, uh, it says a lot about uh, really esoteric and vague concepts like income inequality and wealth inequality um, and things that have to do with, you know, the fact that no one can retire these days, the fact that there's no unions these days, the fact that everything just, all jobs just feel like vague consultancy financialization shit. It's just like really bleak, late capitalist kind of stuff. And um, I just wanted to talk about it with uh, my fellow like lefty comics. And that's kind of why I thought of yes. uh, why, why we kind of wanted to put this project together. Um, I'm also, I am for the record, I am like, a, you know, a member of the bar. Uh, so if you ever get me to start talking about uh, really uh, dense sort of stuff, uh, you got to claw me back, bring me back a little bit because I, um, I, I do, I, I can kind of get into the weeds on, on some illegal stuff. Um, and yeah, you, and I, I'm still doing freelance journalism. So sometimes I'm doing some freelance work for stuff for that everyone can read. Um, lately I've been writing about unions and prop 22. Um, I, I, uh, I've been involved in some union work in the past. Uh, and that I think is me. I just got a puppy and I just got a puppy. Is that David? David's a lawyer and he's a dog mom. It's, uh, <laughs> it's important. I almost forgot to say, I, I graduated from Portland state university in 2011 with a film studies degree. So that's my act. That that's the, that's the extent of my education. Film studies, man. That's good shit. I was what all comics do. All <laughs> comics are all comics are either teachers or film studies uh, right. people. It's, yeah. really, it's really strange. <laughs> it's really strange. But Gabe, Gabe, what 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 do you want the what do you want to tell the world? Gabe Pacheco here. What's up, everybody? Uh, not uh, not interested in uh, marriage or kids. Um, living my life in a non-exclusive <laughs> way, dude. It's wild to try to come out as poly during a pandemic. <laughs> really, really shooting myself in the foot with that one. Really, uh, but uh, here we go. Um, you know, I think it's just so important to uh, to follow the money. When it comes to when it comes to any injustice that you see in the world, any uh, it, it it all boils down to you know dollars and cents, and I think that we don't point the fingers at the right people often enough yep. because we get uh, we get stuck in uh, the 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 spectacle. But um, mm -hmm. uh, this is a really cool sort of podcast uh, to be part of this project because it's it is sort of identifying what the policies are and the mechanisms that um, keep the money trickling up instead of trickling down. Uh, and my background is, of course, doing stand-up comedy forever here in New York City. I started here and I continue to do it during the pandemic on Zoom. And, uh, and but you know, we all have side hustles and things that really uh, got me to see some griffs were working as a public school teacher in New York and also mm. doing real estate in New York and uh, and teaching the history of New York City. So those are three places where, you know, I've gotten to see uh, <laughs> see the negative effects of inequality um, firsthand. Yeah. Gabe, did you I, I, I completely forget Did you go to college. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah! I went to college. I uh, majored in political science, but uh, my school was uh, filled with a bunch of photo and uh, non-narrative film majors. So oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of stiff competition in my poli sci program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me tell you right, it's uh, film studies. I have appreciation for it now, but uh, looking back on it, woo. yeah. That was a big nothing of a degree. <laughs> yeah, pe people are like, how was college? I'm like, dude, I saw Aguirre Wrath of the Gods on <laughs> there. So shout out to Werner Herzog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I would have never learned about him if I hadn't gone to a liberal arts college. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. People say like a lot of school is just like a really expensive reading list. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's there's some nice, uh, ni nice things. Get to, get to read Werner Herzog and I got really into... I don't think I would have gotten as much into Deer Hunter, uh, the band, mm -hmm. if I didn't go to <laughs> if I didn't go to college. You know, <laughs> like none of my high school friends listened to that, so I went to college. Like, oh, I guess this is the thing that people like. Okay, uh, so 
Um, yeah. Okay. That, this, this yeah. Is I, I just like going to college to, um, to, to, to be, uh, shut down by long legged socialists and ethereal bisexuals. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. What a fucking loser. What that's what, that's what, yeah, <laughs> that's what got me to really lean into a, a free market capitalist approach to, uh, governing and, you know, just like, what I think really upsets me about, um, Barack Obama is, <laughs> is turn the subtext into text yeah is he is like there's so many feminists out there who are so skeptical of the left as as like be like oh you're just saying that because very cynical reasons and it's like um they don't realize that people could actually be interested in these subjects because their only encounters are with like center left cynical men like Barack Obama, you know, like they don't see that people could actually like, like political left theory or even not like Foucault's not even like a lefty and you know, like a leftist per se, you know, but like, yeah, that people could just like political theory or like philosophy as a subject matter. You just like, they, they just assume bad faith because the only other men that they see in their social circle use it in bad faith. Obama, like, just used it to get laid. Are you fucking kidding me? And he admits that now. And then he wants to scold us for anything. I mean, it's just, ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David, you had, you had extra, the tuna isn't fresh enough. Like, like noise there for, for us. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. S- send it, send it back to the chef. Like, <laughs> Send, send the Affordable Care Act back to the chef. Uh, yeah. Send Obama's response to the financial crisis back to the chef, please. It's not good. I don't like it. It's not good. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Put this back under the heating lamp for another hour, and then it'll be ready. Yeah, that's what's going to happen realistically, right? It's the Democratic Party. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. Um, so, uh, today we're going to talk about some fun shit. This is some good stuff. This is the meat and potatoes of Ponzi Scream. We're going to talk about two nice young men who were wrongfully convicted under the law, (laughs) clearly, of operating, um, some people call it a Ponzi scheme. Literal Um, Ponzi, literal Ponzi (laughs) schemes. So, um, I want, so I want to go into the... Uh, the one where uh, with the divorce first, if that's cool. Uh, yes, because I think it's funny. Um, so basically, there is um, there's a you know if you don't believe in marriage, you never get divorced, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. Sh- yeah, he's saying that to himself right now in jail. Uh, <laughs> but got big big heated hedonism <laughs> festival vibes from Gabe today. <laughs> you guys aren't seeing it, but Gabe is wearing face paint and uh, just snorting uh, an unidentified white substance right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. An- analog uh, synthetic drugs that you can get online safely and cheaply. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> our first sponsor will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh this is generic 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 blue chew <laughs> yeah, yeah uh so a missing financial advisor in atlanta he raised 10 million dollars from clients okay so a financial advisor is someone whose job it is to invest your money right like yes people mm-hmm. don't most people don't know what to do with extra money right like you can be like kanye west and like buy a big screen or you can invest your money which is what capitalism tells you to do. So you hire a financial advisor who has a fiduciary responsibility to look after your money, and they um, are supposed to invest it properly. This guy got $10 million from clients, and what happened was he uh, ra- he took all this money. Uh, he raised another 320000 From September 15th to September 23rd, he raised $320,000 and withdrew all but $75 of that money. To his, <laughs> to what? His, yeah. It's just go whole hog. Just go whole hog. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. He just left a little bit left. Uh, I don't know why. I wonder if it's like, oh, there, I had a package that I had to mail. That was $75 to ship somewhere. So he wanted to keep it in the separate account. For, I, don't, I don't know why. 
spent all that money to his personal bank accounts. Um, he knew he was under investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission, and he had dozens of investors in the Southeast, in the, in the U.S. South, and he was pitching customers that the money would be used as part of like a peer-to-peer business lending program. Okay? So this yeah. is like um, bullshit, right? Like you're like, I'm going to give this small business money and an ex- you know, and this is the, and he said there's little to no risk. I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah, who so, who doesn't love peer to peer? What a great catchphrase! That's just the best. Just you know, it sounds techy. You're like, mm-hmm. hey, it's just peer to peer. We're doing this thing. You love it, <laughs> Kazaa. It also sounds yeah. like generous. You know, it sounds like oh, you're helping. You know, like the farmer in Ethiopia, peer to peer lending. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those. It's kind of woke a little bit too. You know. Oh, I love the. I love that. Um, I love micro loans too. That's micro my loans. other jam. Micro yeah. loans. I yeah, that, that's uh, I I loved it when the dude. I remember when the microloans thing happened in like 2012 ish, and uh, they turned out to be a huge burden for every person. <laughs> and it was, it was so comforting to know where it's like, oh, I can give I can give like a farmer uh twelve dollars in Eritrea, and uh, it can do undam un un unconscionable harm to them. Oh boy, <laughs> I I I could harm somebody so far away. <laughs> you know what I love. You know what I love about this article so far, David, is uh, this guy. He's really leaning into the American dream. It's like, hey, don't work for money. Uh, have your money make money. You know, you need a financial advisor to help your money make money, yep. which is what he's doing right there. Uh, it's great. It's so great. He, I mean, that 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 is one thing that's nice about all these guys is they really most schemers are like the the pinnacle of the American ideology. Yeah, and he and he successfully raised what three hundred thousand dollars extra. He's gonna lie after this, so you know. I mean, honestly, he should work for the Biden campaign right now, which has put out a GoFundMe (laughs) account to uh, to raise money from us after we voted for him. I mean, or whatever. I mean, who knows? Maybe John Ossoff is one of his clients. You know, who who really knows? Uh, I mean, he is in Georgia, so he was telling them they were making he would make monthly payments to them that included. A portion of the money that they got, plus some interest or returns uh, from these companies called Investus Financial or Peer Connect. Okay, this is from the complaint. Uh, anyone who has a so the the lawsuit filed against him by the SEC. So, I mean, if it's anyone who says if you have little and no risk, um, just absolutely insane. Uh, he's, and so he signed a personal guarantee promising to pay one hundred percent of any loss. Okay. Like <laughs> ludicrous, mm. ludicrous. <laughs> uh, buddy, the Rolex is fake, my man. Uh, it's not so, a, it ain't yeah. a real watch. <laughs> so contrary to his statements to his investors, uh, this is from the complaint itself. Burns spent the money he raised to fund his lifestyle, which included a million dollar lake house, a boat, and cars. Pay business boat. Pay, pay business expenses for his advisory firm. Repay earlier investors and elevate his status as an investment advisor by purchasing tens of thousands of dollars of airtime for his local radio show. Wait, you can buy, you're buying radio time mm-hmm. for your own show? Mm-hmm. So, Fake like, it before you make it. Oh, it's so weird. Like, oh all of God. these, like, what's amazing about this is, like, uh, any time that there's, like, all these, like, like, can't, can't stop, won't stop, like, rise and grind sort of stuff, like, if you take that to its logical extreme, to its most radical fringe, you get a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. ultimately yeah. what you're going to run into. He's been missing since September 24th, 2020, a day in which he transferred more than $165,000 in investor funds to one of his personal checking accounts. He knew the SEC had been defending, investigating his conduct then what he did was um, his wife is named as a relief defendant. Throughout the time that Burns was offering and selling these lies, um, they were married. The day before his disappearance, they entered into a divorce agreement and transferred many of their joint, a- joint assets to her personally. And the following day, Burns transferred his interest in their home to her Okay, hmm. and she is unemployed this entire time. She's just relying on him financially, and um, and would not have had any of this stuff but for you know, including the boat, the cars, the cash in her bank accounts, but for him. So basically, he's laundering 
all of his stolen money through this Ponzi scheme through his wife. <laughs> uh, I got I, I got a scheme. I got a scheme. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. I need to get a wife. I need a wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put. You got to take all your assets. You got to put them in your wife. It's gonna. That's a, <laughs> that's an unbreakable Dude. bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when Ted Bundy was on trial, he like decided to propose and get married uh, in the middle of it to because he thought that it would keep him from getting. He thought it would like there was a loophole where he couldn't be executed. If he got married and yeah. nice. it's, yeah. So this is like, it reminds me of that. Just this, well, well maybe no, if I give all this money that was stolen to my wife, they can't take it. Um, it might actually, he, I mean, the thing is, is that he's gone missing. Uh, so right. this is a radio show advisor and a financial advisor and he is gone. No one can find him. The FBI hasn't found him yet. As far as I can tell. And they, 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 they tried to co-indict the wife basically, because even though she wasn't involved, she is the beneficiary of everything. And she's holding on to all the loot, basically, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, makes her mm-hmm. kind of complicit. I mean, they're like everyone kind of tries to do the wife loophole. Um, wow. I don't like that <laughs> uh, People, scammers love the wife loophole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the deal with the wife loophole? The wife loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, it's, it's in part because on like when you're on trial, there are certain ways in which a husband or a wife cannot testify, be compelled to testify against the other in certain yeah. states, in certain situations, yeah. it depends on the local rules. But so people try and use that sort of shit as a way to like get out of stuff. And what he's basically trying to do is in the event that he gets caught, he's hoping that, using his wife as just another barrier to keep the money safe with her. You know, it's like a way of preventing the estate tax. You say that um, the million-dollar mansion is in the name of your newborn. Actually, your newborn child owns this mansion. And they actually just bought it because um, it's all their assets. And that would— Yeah, well— yeah. This is what the Trump family, uh, the big article that came out about them in the New York Times was mm. around how they were able to, uh, Fred Trump was able to hide all of his assets by distributing them to his kids. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, an estate tax avoidance mechanism. And this is, kind you of mean a death st- tax. It's a death <laughs> tax. Dude. Well, you gotta, no, dude, David, you gotta take your wife. You gotta take your wife. You gotta take your wife and turn it into bitcoin turn your wife into bitcoin <laughs> all right your life your wife goes onto a public ledger all right everybody could see it all right a non traceable your wife can transfer <laughs> can, can travel throughout countries without barrier <laughs> so what's crazy how much money did he steal that he's uh running away with because um, I, yeah so yeah. his his business it doesn't really say precisely his business uh there's had 10 million dollars basically sold mm-hmm. 10 million dollars in promissory notes, which is basically just an IOU. It's a legal term for it. I mean, it's like there's whatever. Basically, it is. And, yeah, so it's a fair amount of money. It's not nothing. If you're just, like, a local dude, right? Yeah. Like, you're just, it, like, he's not, this is, okay, it's not, like, you know, Bank of America level of fraud. But he's not, he's 37 years old. I mean, it's, you know. $10 million, that's a lot of fish tacos down on yeah. the Sea of Cortez in uh, Baja, California. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you could, you could live uh, there. Yeah. You could fun, fucking it's... catch some gnarly waves and live the rest of your life down there. <laughs> I'm gonna see Chris Burns. Yo, Chris Burns is in Zihuatanejo right now, just kicking uh-huh. it with Morgan Freeman. You know. Uh- <laughs> yeah, he uh, he unfortunately he does have. If you go on the if you go on the FBI's website, you can you can see a you can see a picture of him. Uh, and uh, by the way, FBI great snazzy website loving it you guys are evil but i uh, love your website love um, it. i love it lo- i love it um but yeah he definitely has the cursed uh face of a person who has embezzled several million dollars uh like he's only 37 years old but he looks older you know what i mean like he like he just looks like he's made a couple horcruxes of himself you know mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and and stored them in like a georgia peach somewhere like <laughs> He's got the he's got the little the little chiclet teeth 
as well. He has a nice smile, but yeah, it just looks like he has killed somebody before, you know? He looks like he looks like a guy who like went to Emory and went to Bonnaroo once, but since then has been working for his dad. Yeah, a little bit, a little so you guys bit. Know what I'm he, saying? I I just he has some weird, I don't know. He doesn't look I I can't say he looks old. He just looks off. It just it something's wrong, you know. You're calling him ugly. Yeah, I agree. No, he's not uh, David. He's not ugly. He's just like so you'd you'd so you'd you you would. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely not. This is. Uh, uh, I feel like I feel like yeah. making I feel like making love to this man would be like uh, having sex with a a a, a board a board of walnut. It just like he's just he's. There's nothing to that. There's nothing there. Uh, <sighs> only if he puts a ring on it and gives me all that sweet, sweet, untaxable money. Something like that. Yeah. That I get to keep without having to go to jail. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I, yeah. So this is a good story about like, um, this is, this is the story of the cool wife. Now let's hear the story about <laughs> the not cool wife. Okay. This happened. Yeah. These, <laughs> these two stories happened in the same like two week period. Which is I just love it when this happens. Amazing. So this is a guy based out of California uh, named Matthew Piercy. Okay. Um, and if you look at him in the New York Times article, this guy is clearly a little bit like more openly prep, right? Like he just looks more schmuck like, right? Mm-hmm. He was running a thirty-five million dollar Ponzi uh, scheme. Okay. And leveling up. He yeah he's he's leveling up a little bit. Uh, so he was. <laughs> The authorities were trying to go arrest this guy, okay? He took off in his truck and led them to, nice. sh- to, Shasta, to Lake Shasta. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, which is just cool. This is, good. This is awesome, man. This is like fucking OJ in the, in the Bronco, you know? And he's, um, <laughs> what happened is they saw him removing something from his truck and going in the frigid water in his street clothes, and he spent 25 minutes in the lake, part of which he spent submerged, and he emerged from the lake uh, and was arrested. They found with him was a Yamaha 350LI, an underwater <laughs> sea scooter. <laughs> he tried to, I love it. He's like a fucking Bond villain. I mean, That's what I kept faking. <laughs> It's just, I mean, or he's like trying to be one, right? I mean, just hilarious. It, it, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, this is one thing that we talk about a lot, I feel like, is we talk about how some of these uh, Ponzi schemers and all these like fraudsters just have really bad tastes and they just do really generic shit. This is cool guy shit. This is some, like, you're doing something interesting. They didn't know, they would, the FBI wouldn't say whether he had scuba gear or if he had a snorkel, or how he was staying submerged. And basically, they the Justice Department noted that Mr. Piercy spent some time out of sight, underwater, where law enforcement could only see bubbles. <laughs> Can you imagine being the cop, and all you're doing is just following the bubbles around on, on a lake, and you're just like, you're just on a, you're just like on a little like dinghy boat, and you're just like, he's going to come up soon. And it's like it's moving slow as hell. I yeah. mean, this is like this is like little kid. Like if you watch the movie Jaws, yeah, and then you're a little kid and you try to replicate that because these are toys that exist for children. Yeah, like he took this is like mm-hmm. a grown man little boy toy. I'm mm-hmm. looking these up right now. They look like dustbusters that uh, you put in the water. Yeah, and the first images that come up are like little chubby kids with goggles on in their uh, <laughs> in their pools in Long Island. Like <laughs> using these, so how annoying! I would be so pissed if I was the sheriff that had to wait on land <laughs> for this guy to like come up for air because he's he a, can't really escape. Like you're just seeing the bubbles, right? It's like yeah. watching those uh, barrels in Jaws where the shark is like, you know where it's at. You know exactly where he's yeah. at, exactly. And he's going like four miles an hour, which is faster than it would a human can go underwater, but not <laughs> not faster than a boat. Like he's also not, not no. faster than like a, 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 any man eating animal underwater as Yo. well. Like you, you, that, <laughs> <be> <laughs> that would have been, been good. 
What if they just like uh, introduce piranhas into the lake to get him? <laughs> <laughs> he just spends like hours living underwater, and then they're just like, "All right, bring in the piranhas." <laughs> we we've, deputi- we've we've deputized this school of piranhas. <laughs> They've all got like little cute badges. Yeah, this shit, this shit, this shit rocks, man. This thing, it looks like like Gabe said, it kind of looks like a vacuum cleaner. It kind of. <laughs> It kind of looks like a little torpedo as well, which is also really great. And uh, it's like almost exclusively used for either A, bourgeois recreation Mm -hmm. or B, like dudes who uh, need to find very specific rocks underground uh, or underwater. (laughs) They're like marine for marine biologists and then just. This guy. It's, I'm watching a video of, oh, look, there's a stingray. They're like, oh, they're hanging out with a stingray. That's so cool. Oh, it's so fun. I love it. Oh, man, it's so cool. Look uh, at this. Yeah. He, I mean, it seems like a really fun toy, and it definitely like is of the mindset of just a total rich asshole who's never actually done any like serious hard crimes before that he's mm-hmm. like, all right, man, if the cops are ever going after me, I'm I'm just gonna take my trampoline and I'm gonna bounce my way out of this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he doesn't really know, like, but he he has a vague idea of how he can get away with this. But he's just a little too white collar to actually do some real to tr- try and pull some real shit. So he's just gonna use his like garage garage gadgets that he got, you know, mm-hmm. like at Cabela's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is, dude, these things, dude, they only cost about uh about one uh, about twelve hundred bucks. Oh, this isn't this isn't too bad. This is accessible. Uh, oh, that that's like that's like a third of what each of us make on every Ponzi scream episode, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Check check out my new ebook uh, entitled "How to Escape the Law and Scam uh, Using Exclusively Sharper Image Catalog <laughs> Merchandise." Yeah, this is this is. This does have big Delta in in flight um, magazine vibes for oh, sure. Oh yeah, it's shout outs to the the Sky Mall bandits. Yeah. Out yes. here. <laughs> also, it, sh- shout out to Yamaha for just being absolutely insane. They're just they're, like they got that they got that high Coke energy where they're like we're we're gonna make a fucking ski suit scooter. We're gonna make a fucking motorcycle. We're gonna make a piano. Ah! Yamaha. <laughs> they do everything. Okay, what I really want is I want him to counter sue Yamaha for and say that the the escape mechanism didn't work. Like, yeah, I want him to do. I want him. That's what I really want. How I want this story. If he was really an American, that's what he would do. Oh, also, he his investment strategy was based on cryptocurrency mining. Okay, just wanted to put that out there. That's just I just like, that's, just needs Dude, to be discussed. It always comes full circle, baby. Yeah. Comes full circle. Always comes back to the cryptocurrency. Um. So uh, the the funny thing about this is that he is spending 25 minutes underwater in Lake Shasta, and the law enforcement was on a vehicle that went off road twice in residential neighborhoods. Uh, and they later on to I uh, you know Highway Five northbound, and then they tracked his vehicle. Uh, then he abandoned. And he was underwater. When he finally emerged from the lake, um, they discovered the device. And the thing is, is that he got out and they had clothes ready for him to give him. A fresh pair of clothes um, <laughs> that his that his wife gave the cops. <laughs> Dude, this is bullshit, man. This is bullshit. You're like a you're like a uh, eight year old kid. You got like a plastic gun, and the cops like shoot you eighty seven times. Uh, you're one of these grifters who like a hot like high speed lo- medium speed chase to a lake, followed by uh f- trying to escape on a sharper image fucking novelty toy, and then you get out and they give you they're like oh just. Does little Robbie need a, t- a towel down? Do you need a towel down? <laughs> oh, we've got this. I know your your wife told us that your skin is very sensitive, so we got you this terry cloth uh, towel <laughs> to help you. Uh, just dab, just pat and dab yourself. Don't rub. We don't want to irritate your skin. And here's some anti-wicking un- Under Armour, your favorite, to put on. Like yeah. 
Why? Why didn't they just harpoon him the minute that he got out of the water? <laughs> That'd be funny. Like, I thought he was a. I thought it was a whale. Parody. That would be very funny. Um. Uh, that, dude, that shit. That I mean, honestly, this guy he keeps turning into like a, an amazing, like uh, just just uh, action, not action, uh, like action sports commercial where They're he just like, like yeah. he runs away, but he has a GoPro on. He's like. <gasps> And then he jumps into a Jeep Wrangler, you know, and then starts, you know, fucking crawling over rocks. And, oh, God. And then, like, gets on to uh, get, gets gets the fucking uh, torpedo uh, Yamaha scooter. And then it's just like, what 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 what, what happens next? Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm so fed up with this bullshit, man. I'm sure these cops just like they were like, your wife also prepared you a bento box. So here's a, here's a snack. Um, uh, gotta, she didn't. She didn't provide a beverage, so we can drive you to a Burger King and get you something to drink. Since you're probably parched after that long, long uh, aquatic su- like <laughs> pseudo jailbreak. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, but also though, can you imagine being Piercy and just realizing how little faith your wife has in you? That she gives, <laughs> <laughs> that she gives the. That's right. Like, Look, Look, he's going to get caught. Just make sure he's warm when he gets out. Like, uh, this guy's not. He's not. <laughs> he's, look, my husband, he's no James Bond. Please just mm-hmm. give no. g- yeah, give him his terry cloth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he's very buoyant. Yeah. And uh, there's no way he'll be able to, Dude, to stay in the water. Straight he up, just had a little up, hummus though? for lunch, though. He's going to be gassy. Just please make sure he takes these... Make sure he t- make sure he takes, takes this beano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, dude, straight up though, like I I relate to because they kept saying like the water was frigid. It was extremely cold water, mm-hmm. and like brother, I fucking get that, man. Every single time growing up, I would be like hanging out at a lake in Seattle, or you know somebody had an above ground pool, and they would get in, they'd be like, oh oh my gosh, the water, it's just perfect. It's just so perfect. No. It's never perfect. It's <laughs> it's never it's always too cold. It's always a little cold. All right. Mm-hmm. Every time mm-hmm. I had to I was hanging out with a kid who actually had a pool. They were one of those people who like they weren't really they weren't like overweight. They just had an extra layer on them. So everything felt great to them. Meanwhile, I get in the water and I'm immediately freezing. All right. Stop it with that shit. Yeah, zero body fat. Uh, Danny Feltz, uh, famous for not having any subcutaneous uh, layer of fat. Zero percent, um, actually. The first man yeah. on earth. Zero percent. <laughs> Sinks Dude. like a rock. That's how. <laughs> that makes his brain so efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm running. I'm, I'm in. I'm in total ketosis right now. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my, bra- my brain is just meat. It's just <laughs> <laughs> my brain is only flesh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. No, miss miss me with it. I'm not getting in the water unless you think it's too hot. All right, got then you. it's fine. Got you, got you. And like hot tubs are the same thing. Hot tubs are great. Love a hot tub. Mm, all right. Set, set it to set it to 100. Set it to 101, maybe. What if we did mm-hmm. a, Ponzi screen, a Ponzi screen episode recorded in a hot tub? Have you ever watched Danny Feltz get into a hot tub? Uh, beforehand, ah. he's like a shaky greyhound about to take a, yeah, a, a yeah. dump. If you've ever, <laughs> and then once you put him in a hot tub, he <laughs> yeah. turns into one of those electric eels from uh, yeah. Little Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like or, to see- I like the idea of like Danny like inflating when he gets in water a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like a like a threatened puffer fish. Yeah, or like a sponge. You know, he just gets Dude. a little bit bigger. Just <laughs> like those those stingrays that are just that you see them underwater and they're just wavy. They're just like wave, 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 wave. Mm, hypnotic. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick, bro. Um, Don't be enamored with nature, even though it might seem beautiful from a distance. Those. <laughs> Stingrays, uh, their eyes are filled with nothing but the void (laughs) and a brutal cold hunger for humans. There is nothing, there is nothing to life but pain and death and suffering. That is the Mm -hmm. only true thing that is everywhere. We are all suffering, we are all beasts with unfathomable quench, with unquenchable thirst for blood and death and endless chaos. (laughs) 
<laughs> Unless we're law enforcement who is chasing after a white-collar criminal, <laughs> in which case we have nothing but compassion and a fresh pair of clothing. <laughs> and maybe a coffee deal. Uh, uh, what? What? Uh, what? what <laughs> to, uh, whatever I, whenever I try to do my Werner Herzog, I, I have to, my like key phrase is. Um, Timothy love the bears. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, Timothy love the bears. Uh, that's what gets me into into, into Herzog uh, pretty easily. What I think is really funny about Grizzly Man is that he was like, when I look at the footage of him with the bears, the bears have a callous indifference to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like these beasts who at most display a mild curiosity with him. While he obsesses over them, <laughs> yeah, that's like when any of my when any of my boys try to tell me about a relationship that they want to have happen, yeah. and they're like, "Doesn't she look so happy next to me?" And I'm like, in a photo, and I'm like, "Callous indifference." <laughs> <laughs> that's all I see. At oh best, man, that- a mild curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a oh my god, dude. That's such a we just like that's like a a, a, a perfect meme, uh, like. That feeling, or you're like that feeling when you, you get Bay her favorite pasta dish, and then like cut to a, a screenshot. She she, de- she she displays at best a callous indifference. <laughs> <laughs> well, now what he got caught. Yeah, now he's caught. He's just gonna go to jail. Um, I don't know what he's gonna do. I mean, they just charged him with just some fraud, basically. Um, uh, you know, yeah, that, that that's that, that's all it is. I mean, he was just doing a basic, you know, Ponzi scheme. Doing some like algorithmic trading, cryptocurrency mining. He used, but he really used investor funds to pay personal and business expenses. Um, and his companies fell short of ge- generating the revenues to cover overhead expenses. Okay, okay, while still paying the investors the returns. Um, yeah, I mean that, that's just kind of the whole thing, right? That it just always happens that way. You know, you invest in the wrong cryptocurrency, you listen to the wrong guy, and it turns out it's not actually making any money. Mm-hmm. And then you have to return, give a return to your investors. So you just, you just start in this little, in this little habit of just paying people off with, uh, with future clients' initial principal capital, and that's how you fall into it. And yep, zero percent chance that he bought that, uh, that he bought that little uh, underwater scooter with his own money. Oh no, that way. is, <laughs> that is, and in a way. <clears throat> that's sort of the that's sort of the, the beautiful part about a lot of the Ponzi schemes is, or, or not even Ponzi schemes, but just some of the schemes that we talk about is it's a lot of. Sometimes it is sort of these beautiful things where he's investing rich people's money, you know, or mm-hmm. I mean, or in getting that stuff, and it's just sort of this weird, you know, semi-federal feeling reappropriation uh, program, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It has it has that feel to it. Um, oftentimes, we talk about stuff that is inc- much much sadder. But every once in a while, you get a nice you get a nice little ge- gems like these, you know. And they're oh, not yeah. uncommon. They're not uncommon. They they're, happen they're... all the time. This stuff yeah. happens. Not there's not an underwater scooter every single time. But like people, I don't think people realize just with what level of common of just like how typical a Ponzi scheme happens. Like we don't report on every single one of them. They just happen so frequently. Um, it's kind of amazing. Like everyone thinks that there's only been like two Ponzi schemes and that's, but it was like Bernie Madoff and like the, there's another one that was like right after the, the 2008 crisis, you know, called Stanford financial. Like those are the mm-hmm. only ones that people really think of because they were huge, but there's bullshit, tiny little ones like this everywhere all the time. Const- baby. Const- constantly. Constant scream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the name of my new doom scrolling podcast where I yeah, just yeah. Uh, <laughs> just let you guys in on the horrors that I see every day on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, look, we're, we're almost out of time. I don't think we can talk about the other stuff. Um, but we were going to talk about some uh, landlord stuff. Uh, we can, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, move, I think this people. is this is just like a uh, this is a lighthearted uh, pre Thanksgiving uh, apartif. Yes. You know, yeah. Listen to this uh, in absence of uh, the malaise that you would feel in being around your family on Thanksgiving. That's let right. Us be, Please let us be your family this Thanksgiving. Hey, I'm, your family. <laughs> I'm when, your family. When you got us in your earbuds. 
We're family. family. <laughs> Ponzi scream. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm your I'm your family now. I'm gonna buy you an underwater scooter. I'm your fam- <laughs> I'm your family. Uh, like, be sure to like, listen, and subscribe, and you know, uh, let us know um, what you you know. I, I, we want we love to hear from people. We really do. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can hit us up on 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 Twitter and shit like that. Uh, and like David said, you should uh, you should you know leave a review on the iTunes. Hey, if you leave a positive review, you know, offer still stands. I'll make you a nice little pouch. You know, uh, I I have tons of fabric, scrap fabric. I'll make you a pouch. A pouch or great. a patch? I'm sorry. A pouch. P o u c h. Pouch. Like like a money like a money purse like a coin purse. Yeah, it'll probably be about the size of a coin purse. Look, you don't need a Ridge wallet. You need one of D- Danny Phelps's <laughs> bespoke little yeah. coin coin purses, my friends. Yeah, D- yeah brother. <laughs> DIY coin purses. Uh, you can put all your cryptocurrencies in there. Uh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, that's uh, that's all I got, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, happy happy dur- happy Turkey Day yeah uh hey everybody um you know i do comedy stand-up as well and uh the next show is every wednesday night at 9 30 on zoom oh, funhouse yeah. comedy check it out every wednesday night at 9 30 on zoom it's good show. and uh it's that good it's that raw uncut and you can uh listen and watch from the safety of your own home in the same way that you can do that with us here at Ponzi Scream. And a big shout out to uh, one of our listeners, Licorice Medusa, for tweeting at us about our Nexium episode. Yes. Uh, thanks. Uh, we love the feedback. And uh, if you write us or leave us a review, we will give you a shout out on the show. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. We love, we love to hear it. We love to engage. We're engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. You guys are engaged. I'm uh, not yeah. n- non-monog, yeah. non-exclusive. <laughs> yeah, G- yeah. G- G- Gabe is engaged to the polyamorous <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I'm engaged to this hustle, son. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep grinding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, well, uh, let, let's sign off. Okay, um, bye, guys. Bye. All right, bye.